0: All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're here for another episode of Other Duties as Assigned. Today we've got another one of our interviews. We are interviewing Shannon. She is at the University of Nevada. They are out there in Reno. Uh, we're going to get. Thank to you know for her saying here.
1: it correctly, by the way.
2: Yes, thank you. Nevada.
1: University of Nevada. It is Nevada, not Nevada, folks. Nevada.
0: Nevada, out there in Reno. Um, we're going to get to know her. We're going to hang out, uh, talk a little bit. We've got more football on tonight. We're recording this on Thursday night, so it's exciting for us. It feels somewhat normal, even though uh, both Nevada and and the, the places uh, that Patrick and I are, are have been or are currently associated with aren't really playing. So it still feels a little weird, but it feels a little normal at the same time. So Shannon, do want you tell us a little bit about yourself? Kind of how you got your start, um, where you're from, that kind of deal, and, and how you got into equipment.
2: So I'm from Reno, born and raised. So I was a water girl in high school. I think that's like how everybody starts. <laughs> but so I was a water girl in high school for my football team. And then I did stats for the wrestling team. And then my senior year of high school, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I want to do something in college football. I have no idea what because I know like water girls, like not a real job. So I was talking to my head coach who knew the offensive coordinator at the at Nevada at the time, Nick Rolovich. And so he was one who kind of Rolos the goat. I love that guy. (laughs) But he's
1: the the head coach of Washington State now for those listening.
2: Yeah, he's a character. He's something else. But um, he was the one who kind of got me involved with equipment. He said that he's like, you know, like, there's not really a water girl position. I was like, honestly, like, whatever I can do to be hands on and help out the team, like, totally for that. So I did like my little interview, me being 17 years old, going into college. I was like, holy crap, like, this is crazy. And then I did so I was a student for five years. I took a a semester off just due to medical reasons. And then I did my internship after I graduated. And then was asked to apply for the assistant position, so I did that, and then so that's where I currently am now.
1: That's a pretty cool story that you've been able to spend all this time there, and then kind of take it transition from that to intern to kind of getting that full time job. I mean, that's awesome. I I have fond memories of of working in in uh, in Reno, living in Reno, and the people that you work with there are awesome. I mean, like we said. Rollo was amazing. Um, I mean, he was just such a fun guy to be around that coaching staff in general has been amazing. And, and coach Alt. I don't know if you had much time working with him. I think you had a couple years with him before he, he retired. I mean, he's one of the most intense dudes in the world, but <laughs> genuinely one of the nicest guys I've ever worked for. Um, yeah. And I just, I love the fact that we get to talk to somebody who, who's working at Nevada now and <laughs> is getting to experience some craziness. And I'm, I know it, it kind of sucks that you're not getting to to work a football game this weekend or kind of this year, but uh, it's kind of giving you a chance to to really get a lot of things under your belt. You know, when we talked a little bit uh, before we started recording, you're saying you're just really trying to to get things squared away there. There's there's a little bit of a, a staff shakeup there, and you're going to be taking over football, you know, all together for 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 Nevada. So that's that's awesome. We're we're really excited for you
2: thank you i'm excited it's a great learning experience it's crazy like i'd rather be playing football and watching football and traveling um but there's not a whole lot you can really control about that so hopefully sometime soon hopefully either spring or next fall we can play again
1: no oh, spring spring I hope, so. <laughs> I hope so regardless of whether it's football or not we need some 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 spring sports we need
2: something
1: yeah it's um uh, I mean, I know, like we said, we're we're literally watching a football game right now. At least Scott and I are. I don't know if you are, but we, you know, we're gonna have a, a, an abbreviated version, if you will. I mean, not everybody's able to play, so getting to watch some is nice, and being able to sit at home on a weekend and watch a game uh, is something that you probably haven't experienced much in your professional career. So uh, take full advantage while you can, because those days are going to be long gone here soon.
2: <laughs> That's the only positive is I can actually watch like. The SEC, the ACC. I can watch all these other games that I always miss because we're always playing. So that's one positive out of it.
1: Yeah, there you go. But let's kind of get into it a little bit here, and you know, let's talk about who your biggest influence was. Maybe it was the you know the your your coach that helped you get your start here at Nevada or Rolo or um, somebody that you worked for here. But who's kind of been your biggest influence in terms of getting you into equipment and keeping you involved and in, you know, helping you find that to be kind of your career path.
2: So I have a couple people. So yes, one of them was my high school coach. Um, Cause I was like the first ever girl to like help out with football. So he had to go around all these barriers to see if it was allowed, like what restrictions we had, this, that, whatever. And so him like believing in me and trusting me to be like the first one to kind of make the way for everybody else. I thought that was so cool. And then like him actually like reaching out and getting me involved in college athletics was a huge, huge push too. And then um, I would definitely have to say red batty of the green Bay Packers. I've worked a couple of games with the Packers over the couple of years and like, he's like the King of equipment. Like everybody knows who he is. He knows anything and everything. He's just like an energetic little fireball. Like, like working my first game with him i was like i have to to do this like <laughs> this is surreal like my first game it was um it was that 2016 against the niners in santa clara so preseason game like nothing crazy but just the atmosphere of that was like oh my gosh like this is crazy and then when we played texas a&m i think it was in 2016 as well that's when I completely knew that like I have to do equipment. Like, oh my gosh. Being on the field with a hundred, twenty, however many thousand people screaming and chanting and yelling, it was so crazy.
1: Yeah, but, nothing nothing can compare to that feeling when you're when you're really down there. Yeah and you kind of take that second and you just look around and like you get that moment to soak it in. You're just like, holy crap, this is you kind of can't find words for it it's just such it's such a a feeling and it it's like uplifting and like you said it it's really easy to to just fall in love with it oh
2: yeah ever since then i was like this is so cool and just being behind the scenes like we're the ones who you know run practice we do all the locker room setup the field setup the new uniform designs like it's super cool like being the first to know about all that fun stuff too
1: and the fact that you guys were finally allowed to start using like the script pack and yes. do all these different like battleborn logos and all that stuff that I was trying to do when I worked there and I got shut down continuously all I was allowed to do was just the wolf head so
2: No uh, way. Yeah. I know Coach Norvell our head coach now he hates the wolf head. He thinks it looks like a rat. So it he's does. like we're never using that.
1: <laughs> it does. It's not it's not a great look. So it's yeah. Not. <laughs> I even wanted to use like the old school top hat.
2: Oh.
0: Wolf- yeah. Wolf- and NC State screwed that up for us, so. I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's 100%, though. I mean, that, that feeling is, is something that I don't know if you've been able to experience it yet, or I'm sure Pat has. He's, he's been removed a little bit longer. Um, but for me, my first game watching a football game as a fan um, after I started working in equipment was I, I graduated from Georgia Southern, went um, to the Jags, and they had a, they had a road game. That I didn't travel to when Georgia Southern like had their home opener, and I went back and watched from the stands. I didn't even stay for like the whole second half. It just felt too weird. It being in the stands, it was awkward. The only games I've been to other than that were like I went to um, Navy Notre Dame when I was working for the Jags that was in the stadium in Florida, Georgia, but we had the all-access passes, so you could kind of go down the field. You could walk around. It wasn't as – just being a fan it changes you being there on the field looking up at so many thousands of people it makes it where it's kind of it kind of ruins it for you to ever sit in the stands again for, for football games and some people um can't really get their uh, mind around how much different it is to really just be down there and, and really feel all the screams that that funnel down to where you're you're standing so it's definitely different fun fun red batty thing though um I love that you named Rob for We're in Jacksonville, and we were doing—we played the Packers one uh, one game during the season, and we did all the the laundry for towels and things like that during the game that guys would use pre so They'd have stuff for afterwards, and we're cycling this stuff through. And We gave the teams like a bunch of uh, a bunch of Gatorade towels. You got two size Gatorade towels. One's almost a shower towel,
2: mm-hmm. I mean,
0: and the other one's that smaller like hand towel. And we get some, and they're like quarterback towel size and we're like what are these and they're the gatorade towel and they, they have this fine line where they've been sewn down and we're like what is this and my head guy walks by and goes red batty and he just keeps walking and it's like <laughs> don't buy these smaller size towels like red's just like no nah, i got it cutting up towels sewed them together doing whatever he wants to make gatorade quarterback towels i guess but that's red he's so peculiar in the way he does things and he can jerry rig just about anything and he's just going to do it the way he wants it done and He's old school, man.
2: Oh, yeah. He's such a great great guy. We talk all the time still, and he's like, if you ever need anything or have questions, like, text me, call me. And, like, I feel like he's, like, a really special person. Like, I know, like, you just have to find that one special person that will help guide you in your career, and he's definitely the one. Like, he's awesome. He's awesome. And it's so cool. like, Like, I'm a huge Packers fan, so, like, working for the Packers was, like, so surreal I was like this is my childhood dream like this is so cool and then like just hearing all the cool stories about like Brett Favre back in the day and like Aaron Rodgers when he was younger when he first got with the Packers like it's so cool like hearing all those stories and then I know when I worked the 2016 2016 game I was the first ever female to work for the Packers so I was like that is sick. Like, that is so cool. Like, I was, I made history. Granted, like, it was like a volunteer game. I wasn't get I didn't get paid, which I don't care. But still being the first one was so surreal. It was so cool.
1: Hey, I mean, you're breaking down walls there and just kind of nonchalantly throwing that yeah. out on the podcast. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I was the first female in the history of the Green Bay Packers to ever step on the field in a working capacity. But, you know, it was just a volunteer basis.
0: I'll right. No, I mean, that's. That's really cool, but it's – I mean, you're kind of living the dream there. You talk about you went to Nevada. You're getting to work full-time there. You grew up a Packers fan. You got some experience working with the Packers. I mean, what more do you want?
2: Exactly. Oh, my gosh, totally. It's its crazy. And I can't, couldn't be more, like, thankful that he allows me to do it. I know this year they play um, in November in Santa Clara, but with the whole COVID stuff, I don't know if they'll be able to allow, like, an outsider like me – to kind of go into their little bubble, but we'll see as it gets closer.
1: Just stay in touch. Start hammering them with texts and emails and phone calls. Seeing, exactly. hey, you know, I'd love to come out and, and and continue working with you guys and helping you out when I can. So, the more proactive you are, the better chances you're going to get. So,
2: exactly, uh, true, good true.
1: Good luck with that, though. I hope you get it get another opportunity because, I mean, you you can't can't ever turn down an experience like that. And it's yeah. not there are. So few people in the world that can say that they've been able to stand on the sideline of an NFL football game and, and work and do the things that we get to do. So, um. Oh,
2: yeah. Like, last year, I worked the game. It was a Sunday night football game. So we played at Fresno State that Saturday night before. So we got done there at, like, gosh, like, 11, 1130, packed up the team, packed up the truck, and then I drove. I drove down my personal car to Fresno State so after the game Fresno State, we left Fresno at like twelve thirty, one one o'clock in the morning, drove up to Santa Clara, got mm-hmm. an Airbnb, slept a couple hours and then went to go work for the Packers later that night. So I was like running on zero energy, but I was like, there's no way I can pass this up. Like, there's no shot. Like, I'll be tired for a couple of days, but the experience and oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. You can, Absolutely. Sleep when
1: you can sleep when you're dead. It's all good.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or just sleep in the equipment room whenever you're working, you know, right. late nights in general. So it's not an issue.
2: <laughs> Gotta love the
1: couch. Yep. It's the best part of any equipment room. Oh <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. What would you what do you think? I mean, you you said that there were preseason games and obviously it wasn't a full season to to really take in all of it, but what do you think is the biggest difference or maybe the hardest adjustment for anyone who's thinking about doing something with the NFL that's maybe a student manager right now or has worked even full-time in, in the college level, what do you think is the most valuable but also maybe the most challenging part of, of making that jump?
2: Um, so when I first worked with the Packers, I was so nervous that it was going to be completely different because obviously the NFL is so much more fast-paced. Like these guys are huge. They're millionaires, like totally different level. So I was so nervous that, like, everything was going to be different. And then got into pregame, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is literally the exact same thing we do at Nevada. Like, I can do this. Like, there's not a huge difference. But I think I think just, like, the biggest thing is, like, making sure to be professional because it's still, like, a job. Like, you can't fangirl or fanboy around these athletes. Like, they're there to do their job, and so you're there to do your job, too. Like I think it's the best experience just to see like two different levels of football, like Granite, like Nevada, it's a, it's not a power five program, but being able to compare what my daily duties are here to what the Packers do. It's like, you can, there's never, you can never not learn enough. Like they always give you so many pointers that you can take and help your program. And I think if anybody has the opportunity to be able to work with the NFL team, whoever it may be, oh, my gosh, take it. Like, it's some of the best, coolest memories I'll ever have. But I think definitely, like, maintaining the professionalism is super important, Um, especially, like, with me being a girl, too. Like, you always hear about, like, girls just in general, like, oh, my gosh, like, so-and-so, NFL player, like, oh, googly eyes, like, whatever. But, like, you have to maintain that professionalism. Like, granted, like, Aaron Rodgers, he's – my favorite player obviously (laughs) like awesome 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 but like i'm not gonna go bug him when he's trying to focus on a game like if he comes talks to me like cool like whatever i'll do normal conversation like they're just normal people just very very athletic
0: and very well paid
2: and very well paid yes
0: (laughs) i think i think that's huge that's something i haven't i don't think we've hit on the podcast yet but one thing i always tell my students is yeah do it because if i'll let you miss a fall camp um with us because if you can do a, a training camp internship in undergrad you're going to learn more in that month than i'm going to be able to teach you in an entire season just because it's so go 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 so concentrated and i mean those guys are the best um for a reason so i mean the one of the biggest things for me was that adjustment from it's non-stop and we had maybe six or seven trunks when i was at georgia southern and then you go we had like 45 with the jags and it's like we're taking so much stuff. The level of professionalism and the level of service you provide is just tenfold. Perfect. But I think the biggest thing you hit on that's huge that that I haven't been telling kids and it is important to remember is, yeah, don't be starstruck. You've got to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're there to work. The last thing they want is someone that's in the building with them that's supposed to be on their team and part of that whole organization, you know, bugging them for autographs or trying to take pictures in the locker room while they're, you know, trying to, trying to get ready for the cold tub or something. That's time and place. Um, cause some guys will be cool and want to sign stuff for you if, if you know, you're leaving out or something, but you'll build those relationships. But yeah, it's definitely huge. That was something that I gave myself, um, a little pep talk and I'm not one that's usually starstruck, but I, I did have to tell myself, you know, you're going to be Working with NFL players, it's not something you've really been around that much. It helps when you're around college athletes because it's very similar. But um, the funny story for me was I was there for about a month when the U.S. national team came to town. And I met uh, DeAndre Yedlin and Bobby Wood. And that's when I was, like, kind of starstruck. It was like, oh, God, Tim Howard was, like, across the field or something. And it it was cool for me. And everyone's like, you've been working around some of the best athletes in the world for a month and then they bring on a few soccer players and that you're getting
1: cool. psyched about freaking soccer players.
0: <laughs> Correct. It is the actual football. These yep. guys make like
1: $325 a game. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not true. Yeah,
0: that's huge. That's huge. That's something I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that because that is something that if you don't tell a, maybe a overeager kid that gets down there, they could really put their foot in their mouth there on day one. And it's like, wish somebody would have told me not to do
1: this. Yeah, don't fanboy. Just go in there and have a great time. Learn as much as you can and just, I mean, enjoy the ride because, like, like Scott said, I mean, anybody who gets those opportunities, y- you want to take them. I mean, that's—and I mean, both of y'all said that, but those opportunities don't come around every day. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be something not necessarily working on at the pro level, but if there's a good job opportunity and you have to you know, go all the way across the country – don't hesitate to take those types of jobs. Cause it's going to be a great learning experience. You're going to meet some of the best people in the world. Like I went from North Carolina to Reno, Nevada, not knowing what the heck I was getting myself into. And we spent 15 minutes before we started recording. Scott was just having to sit there and listen to us, just <laughs> talk about everybody that we, you know, knew in common and had, <laughs> had a great time. And I, I had some of my favorite people that I ever got to work with. So, you know, take those opportunities. And like you guys said too. I, the amount of stuff you'll learn going to the professional level, you can't teach that in a year. I mean, that those guys have been doing it. There's a reason there's not a lot of turnover in equipment on the professional level. They get there. They're good at it. They stay. There's turnover on the collegiate level every other day, it seems like. You know, <laughs> like people leave in the middle of a season sometimes, it feels like. So, yeah, I mean, take take that opportunity and, and run with it and do not stop trying to uh,
0: work for the Packers, I guess.
2: I know. Dream goal. That's my end goal. So hopefully one day it'll be a full time thing.
0: Red's gotta retire one day.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Heck he'll he'll be doing this until as long as he can. Like he's just like I said, he's just like a little fireball. Like he'll he has the amount of energy that'll last him for forever.
0: I envy I envy a mid season when you get those you get that laundry gets done at like three or four in the morning from those night games and then you got like a staff meeting at 10 a.m. and you just do that contemplation. Do I go home? <laughs> or is, it, is it a couch night? <laughs> you
1: do not no, go home. home. It is <laughs> a couch night. <laughs> yeah. Once it's past two o'clock, for like, if it ever got past two o'clock for me, it was a couch night. I wasn't driving my butt home. That's mm-hmm. not happening. Oh, yeah. It's just easier that way, man.
2: Oh, my gosh. Sometimes the best sleeps on the couch, too. If you just knock out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're exhausted anyway. Yeah. You're just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to lay yeah. down.
0: I mean, every student manager has found out the hard way that the best sleep is after a fall camp practice on the couch because inevitably there's pictures taken of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're just like, like you said, you legitimately knock out. You are dead to the world. There is not much that's going to wake you up from that kind of sleep. And when you do wake up, you feel just like beyond refreshed. It's actually, it's, it's an amazing experience <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to, to sleep on that equipment room couch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I probably got more sleep this August than I've gotten in an August since 2008 before I was a student manager. I mean, it's weird. I told my wife the other day, it feels really weird that I didn't have a fall camp. Like, I'm still, my body is kind of going through, like, shock. Like, it's waiting for it. And it, it it's hot outside. It's Kids are back on cl- in class on campus and stuff. And you're like, all right, when's it start? Like, it's supposed to have happened.
2: Oh, I agree. Like, I come home every day and I'm like, I'm forgetting something. Like, I'm forgetting something, but there, that's something there's nothing to do with no football. Yeah, you're just not like, prepping oh. for a
1: game or a sport or a practice yeah. or a meeting. It's just like, I do what I can. I get as much done as I can at work. And then you go home and you're like, it just feels off.
2: Yeah. Like being you have
0: normal like, hours of the night too.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I woke up the
1: crazy.
0: other night, uh, the other day, I forgot to tell you this, Pat. I woke up just this week. And I think it's because we watched the game last Saturday. But I woke up this week in a panic because I was like, what day is the truck leaving? And it was like in my mind, I was like, <laughs> games are happening. Like, when When are we going? Like, when? when's my game? And we're not playing. But it, I had that fear. It was like, oh, God, am I ready? When's the truck leaving? And it was like, oh, you, calm down.
2: Yeah, it gives you like that minor heart attack. You're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you're like, wait, never mind. Never mind.
0: Then it like breaks
1: your heart because you're like, <sighs> oh. It sucks.
2: We got, we got like, I think about two weeks in at Nevada before they called it. And I was like, this is depressing. Like, this is so sad. Like, this is my favorite time of the year. And it, it sucks. Like, you don't have anything to look forward to. No fun games to go to or fun games to be at. It's bummer. It's a bummer. It sucks.
1: Had they not canceled, who would have been your guys non-conference this year?
2: So we would have opened up with UC Davis. We'd actually be at Arkansas this weekend and then we'd be home against UTEP next weekend. And the weekend after that, we'd be at, um, USF.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. Fun games.
1: Yeah. I mean, you had some cool travel too, going down to South Florida. I mean, that'd have been, I know that's fun. Then you play at buck stadium too. That's,
2: that's I was like the one year our travel schedules sick. Like, Oh, my gosh. We were looking so forward to it, but that's a bummer.
1: As long as you're not heading up to Boise. I mean, it's a good yeah. year. So
2: We played our bowl game there this year. Oh, my South gosh.
1: Turf, it's the worst.
2: Yes. We out. Trash. The weather was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the locker room sucks. But the weather was beautiful because we were expecting it for snow and be miserable. So that's the one lucky part we got out with.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get lucky, but the thing that's – I mean – the The backside of that is you spend a bowl trip there, so you're there for a week in Boise, Idaho,
2: and potato bus. Boise, yeah.
1: You
0: guys bust there,
2: bust from Reno to Boise. What's that? Like, oh man,
0: (laughs) it's got to be like what?
1: That's like ten hours.
2: It was. Oh goodness. Um, I think it was only about six. Six and a half, seven, something like that. So it wasn't too, too bad, but still, the facts of.
1: I, I wouldn't have done that.
2: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> think it's the way
1: so down. did they did they bust everybody like players too, or was it just like, hey, staff? Um, you guys aren't as, as important. You guys. Everybody. They drove everybody. Oh
2: yeah. Luckily, me and Dan took the rental car because we were the last ones to leave, just to make sure we got everything. So we were able to just. Be me and him and just cruise and just listen to music and all that. So he didn't have to be on the bus, but on the way, we had to be on the bus. Yeah. But try to sleep, but you know, sleep on the bus is like no existence.
1: Well, the thing too, I mean, when you're leaving, your your adrenaline's pumping. As soon as you get on that bus, like your adrenaline's already pumping because you're packing everything up, making sure that all your stuff's packed up, ready to go, that you guys didn't forget anything, that you're cleaning up the locker room behind, like, you know, you don't want to leave a mess. So, like, you're, like, already amped up, and then you're getting on a bus, and you just have to sit there. And, like, you're just kind of wired then at that point. So, I, oh, I, I yeah. completely understand that. <laughs> it's miserable.
2: I know. it's It sucks, but, I mean, at least we were able to go to a bowl game. Many people didn't. So, that's always a plus. Even though we lost, but still, just the experience and everything.
1: It's, I mean, yeah, it's all about the experience. you got to have – take those small moments and, and enjoy them as much as you can. Have How many bowl games have you gone to with in your – time at nevada
2: so uh, four so first one was the rnl carriers bowl in um new orleans i think that one was in 2014 and then arizona bowl 2015 arizona bowl 2018 and then the potato bowl this upcoming or this last year so four so i'm two and two or one and three i'm one and three
1: one and three.
2: No, oh, we need to get that record a little bit better. <laughs> Your
1: record's better than mine. I've never won a bowl game.
2: Really? Oh. Uh,
1: and I, I, I will never win a bowl game. So uh,
2: there's that. <laughs> 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 yeah, bowl games are awesome. I love them.
1: They're so much fun. I mean, they're. they're I got spoiled. I mean, when I, the year we were at Nevada, we went to the Hawaii bowl and we got to spend a week in Hawaii. Yeah. So.
2: Um, oh.
1: I mean, regar- regardless of the result, we had so much fun down. There. I mean, you're you're in Hawaii for for a week, and it's, you know, I got to go down in advance, so I was there about a day and a half before the team too. So
2: that's awesome.
1: That's good times.
2: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So to transition a little bit, let's. I mean, talking about bowl games and in football in general. Why don't you tell us? You know, maybe your your most memorable or your favorite experience with a, a coach or a student athlete or just a very you know, memorable time you had interacting with somebody within athletics?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, man, I think I'd have to say Austin Corbett. So he now plays for the Rams. So we graduated this high school the same year. So in 2013, we met one night in the Del Taco parking lot after the rodeo, like we're just oh, getting Del so great. Oh, I love it. It just hits the spot. Like it's so good. And we were there. So he was friends with one of my friends. And we got to talking. Like, he's like, Oh, yeah. Like, I'm walking on. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to work for the team. Blah, 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 blah. So he, one of the best people you could ever meet. So sweet. He's like a big old gentle giant. Like, walked on, earned a scholarship. God I'm gonna be adapted. a freaking stud yeah yeah he is a stud but the one of the nicest people you have ever met so i always remember like during the games he'd always get air from me like after like before every uh every offensive drive like he'd always be like shannon like come over here <laughs> and so after he graduated and left i'm like oh my gosh like i'm not gonna have my buddy anymore like it's so sad. Like, I'm glad you're doing so well. But I'm like, man, it's so sad. But he's just one of the best people like, everybody around the athletic facility at Nevada could just rave about him. So just like, just pretty much like going through college together. I'd say like, he's like the most memorable one. And I remember like our first camp together, like I was brand new, like didn't know anybody like, just met the equipment staff and the other students and it was like the first day so he's like this is sounds like like we were in elementary school but he's like you can come over and sit with me if you want and eat (laughs) (laughs) but he's just he's definitely like the first person i think of when it comes like the most memorable student athlete coach whatever he's awesome
1: yeah it's uh, being a student student manager you really do develop Very close relationships with the student athlete. You know, you're around these guys every day, guys and girls every day. And you as much time as you spend around them, especially during camp, because there is there I mean, there's nobody else around. It's just you guys and some of the other student athletes that have other sports going. So it's either you hang out with them or you hang out with nobody. So you you really just develop those close relationships and those bonds, and even as you know a full time guy, Scott can Scott can attest to this. And now, I mean, you can as well. You still spend a ton of time around these guys, and you get to know them. And my, we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. But some of my favorite moments are whenever they just come into the equipment room to hang out. I mean, I mean, just speaking of Nevada, one of the cooler moments and you know a crazy time. Cap and who was it? Vernon had both had both graduated and had just gotten drafted. And they came in uh, – Virgil Green, sorry, Virgil mm-hmm. Green. They both had graduated, got drafted. We're going to go to the NFL and do amazing things because there were, I mean, phenomenal football players. But they would do their training because it was like right when there was like a little bit of a lockout, a strike, they couldn't come to an agreement on the the collective bargaining. So – part of what their training was they were still around Reno. And so they'd come into the equipment room and just hang out and talk to us. And I wasn't there. I didn't work with cap whenever he was a football player, but got to know him a little bit whenever he was Mm -hmm. just kind of around and just hanging out and talking to him. And like, he, you know, came in, got to know us real, you know, very quickly. I mean, Brian had already worked with him and knew him, but he, I mean, he didn't know me from anybody else and just immediately embraced and was just like, Hey man, what's up? How you doing? Like, tell me about yourself and I mean, they're just like a super nice guy and had a great conversation with him and got to know him pretty well. So just, I mean, moments like that, you, I wouldn't train them in for the world. I mean, they're just you, you meet some amazing people. You get to hear some cool stories and just get to know these guys. I mean, you're going to spend this much time around him, but you, you, you better get to know them because everybody has a unique story and a cool story and just, they impact you in, in ways you can't really explain.
2: Oh yeah. Like some of these athletes, like, Austin like they're some of these boys are like my lifelong best friends like just like you said you're around them 24 7 basically like seven days a week especially during the season you're traveling with them you're at practice with them like they become like your brothers or sisters or whoever it may be like their family like I would do any anything for any of them
1: absolutely
0: yeah and it's it's you get to be especially as you get older I'm noticing it more and, and they're not so much your peers because the age level gets to be (laughs) further apart and I'm, I'm not enjoying seeing that happen, but you get to be more and more (laughs) like it becomes like little brother and little sister to an extent and you get to be protective of them. And it's good because in our job, 90% of what we're dealing with on the day to day is, are we keeping these kids safe no matter what sport it is. So the, the safety side of the job is it's natural because you build such a relationship with them through your daily interactions um, that you you know, care so much about their well-being. I think the strength coaches probably have a similar experience in the athletic trainers, but it's, it's the reason that I'm in college now and, and didn't, you know, try to chase the dream and, and stay in the NFL. It was, you know, I missed that student athlete experience. And that's, that's the biggest difference that I always tell people when they ask is just the different culture to those two, two setups. But that totally, I mean, that's it. People say like, I, are going to do equipment forever? And I always say, you know, when I stop having fun, I'll get out of it. Um, but that's the one thing that I know Patrick misses and I know that I would miss the most is going to be the, the interaction with the student-athletes because that just makes it so rewarding.
2: I mean, it's so cool, like, seeing them succeed and walk the stage and graduate. Like, because, you know, like, especially with football, like, a lot of these kids don't come from great areas. So, like, football is all they know. So once they are able to cross the stage with that diploma, like, it's, so amazing. Like, it's so rewarding to see that happen too. And knowing that, like, you were part of that reason to help them succeed by keeping them safe or keeping them up to date with whatever you need to.
1: Yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say here before we take it to a quick break is I mean, especially at Nevada too. I mean, I don't know how much now it it's, you know, in terms of who you're recruiting, but they were bringing in a lot of kids from like inner city LA and these guys were getting their last chance to kind of get away from you know a, a tough life and and they were coming from very tough you know surroundings and and their one chance was football and to to try and better themselves whether it be through football or using football to get an education and get out of get out of la so um getting to see that and and see how they progress from when they come in they're like this this tough heart shell and finally like seeing that break down and and get to know these guys it's it's so like you said, it's so rewarding it's so great to to be able to connect with these these young men and women it's it's just awesome so yeah I, I loved every second of that but Scott Shannon let's go to a quick break when we get back guys we're going to ask her a whole bunch of very difficult questions that hopefully we're gonna stump her on <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding um, but now we're just gonna kind of keep the conversation going and, and get to know Shannon a little bit more All right, guys, we're back here with Shannon, and I guess Scott's still here too. Um, but the one thing I do, you know, we were we talked about this in the break, and I actually had asked a question and and quickly made you stop because I wanted to to get this recorded. But um, you said you were kind of be, you know taking over some some new roles and in, in kind of stepping up into head football. I think there's gonna be some other sports you're gonna be working with. So what all are you gonna be handling and it's gonna be you and I think you said one other person and then kind of your student staff?
2: So that's the hope is for me to take over the head football position. I know I'd be like one of like maybe a handful of females across the nation being in that role. So that's my hope. Um hopefully get an assistant just whenever we decide to play football again. Hopefully we'll have somebody for then. But um I strictly do football, and then I do men's and women's tennis. So I've done them the last uh, last year, and then with all the staff change over at Nevada, I'm now taking on baseball, too. So it's been super cool um, being a part of baseball, and our head coach for baseball, TJ, he's the best guy, like, the best guy ever. So it's really cool, like, working on all these other sports, too, just get more knowledge of everything else besides football, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's awesome getting some experience with some other sports. If I know you said ultimate goal and in dream job is is working for the Packers, but at, at any point leading up to that, working any other job, assistant job or head job, having that experience under your belt's awesome. But is is Guillaume still working there with uh, with women's tennis?
2: Yeah, he's still there. He's awesome. Such that a nice so guy. Funny. He's been there for forever too. But yeah, yes. he's awesome.
1: Such a nice guy. He was so nice. I, I think he would, had only been there for a year or two when I was there, but I got to work with him. He's yeah just genuinely one of the nicest people you ever meet and like was always happy every time he came in to talk to you. So I loved mm-hmm. working
2: with him. Super nice guy.
1: Scott, why don't you ask the our, our favorite question?
0: Pat's favorite question, our favorite question is uh, what would you say is your your best example of other duties as assigned? That's something that's in all of our contracts. We always have to do some things that are uh, not exactly what you would uh, think you'd have to do in a day as an equipment manager. So what would you say is your best example of, of doing an other duties as assigned?
2: Ooh, Okay, so the one that always pops up in my brain, me and my students talk about it all the time. So it was Vanderbilt. We played at Vanderbilt um, a couple years ago. And it was, oh gosh, it was in September. So super, super hot, super, super humid. So Vandy, they had like their fields kind of like lower, but they have like a shade structure that kind of goes over their uh, bench. So they have a little bit of shade and everything. So our coach and our team goes out for pregame warmups to get everything warmed up and all the jitters out and everything like that. And so our coach sees what Vandy has, and he wants that same shade on our side. Obviously, we don't have that, so we all had to get super, super, super creative. So we used like the towel bins, and then we had tarp. So we basically like had the tarp hanging off from the uh, railing of this of the stadium over to our towel bins to make our shaded structure. So in this, granite, this is right before kickoff, like gosh, an hour before kickoff. So you're running around trying to do all the pregame drills, trying to get everybody dressed, trying to fix out any last minute, how many fixes that need to be done. And then he wants that. And he's like, I don't care what it looks like or how it's done, but we have to do that. And so I know I was inside for most of it, but then I was able to come out once the team came out to help finish the last of it. And coach was the happiest camper ever since. like. Granted, we still lost, so it didn't help us win at all or anything like that. But just like making Coach happy that to have shade, just like what Vandy did, he was just a happy camper. Like, and granted, the boys barely even sat underneath it because it was so close. Like, the distance between the tarp and like the top of their head or helmet was mm-hmm. like little to none. So I think that's the one that always pops in my head. I know it's kind of a little bit football related, but creating a shade structure on game day. Is definitely one of the top ones.
1: Yeah, to just kind of out of nowhere, be like, oh, so let me figure out how to to prop this tarp up. Are you guys still doing the like trade out for towels? You're getting like the super tall like laundry bins. So yeah, yep. so what people normally see for a laundry bin is something that sits a little bit lower and it sits almost like waist high. These things come up to, you know, they're probably a little over six feet tall. And like they, you know, with at Nevada, they have an awesome thing where there's a company like that does linens for them. Mm -hmm. So they get like bundles of towels sent and, you know, sent to us. So you're not washing towels and drying towels all the time. You're essentially just ordering towels. They're bringing them in and they're taking away the dirty ones to clean and, you know bring back to us and you know it's like every two weeks i think that we have them had them switched out i don't know if it's changed when I'm, you know since i've been there but that was that, that was, like, was the best thing in yeah. the world whenever i got there i was like are you kidding me i don't have to wash towels that <laughs> was like, great yeah that
2: was like every like three days um i think it is now but yeah it's i oh my gosh not having to wash towels like there's been a couple times where just like we run out of towels for whatever reason so we do like a half a bin full and we're like, oh my gosh, like this sucks. Like, thank gosh we don't have to do this every day.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, seriously, it is the most spoiled you'll ever get as an equipment manager. Not having to wash, dry, and fold towels because they come folded. Like any, like like a normal equipment manager folds it too. So it's like long. You get like a nice, a nice good fold to it, and you're basically just like pulling off the the cord that they have wrapped around it, cutting them off, and uh, throwing them out there. And the guys. You know the guys get spoiled because they use a whole bunch of towels all the time. But <laughs> it's me, I didn't. I didn't even care. Can I get a towel? Here you go. Everybody gets a towel. If, you know, we're we're throwing out <laughs> towels left and right.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> was, that was the greatest. I loved that so much.
2: Oh
0: yeah, those are always fun stories too. When um, it's something on game day, because inevitably it's going to happen throughout the course of the season that there's going to be something last minute. And like you said, it's we've talked about it on here before, and and you could hear your your joy in being able to get some unique tasks done. We do. We take we have some absolutely unnecessary and and outlandish, um, probably excessive is a good word uh, requests from coaches sometimes. But even we're, we roll our eyes at it, but then secretly we're kind of like, all right, this is kind of fun. I mean, we've I've weatherproofed. You take pride in it. Yeah. yeah. It's, macgyver right i mean i i've I've weatherproofed using spare rain jacket fabric like just gore tex laying around a uh, camera that went on a pole that extended up we made like a it was basically a birdhouse with cardboard but we wrapped the rain jacket material around the cardboard and cut holes in it so the camera could sit and you're just like we kept the camera dry like (laughs) what, what more do you want so those those little victories it's when you talk about you're working eighty hour weeks from the beginning of August into July, through if you're in a bowl game because because you're lucky enough you know December or January, you take the small victories. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Especially if it makes like everybody else's day better, job better, be able to perform better. Like it's huge. It's a huge, huge, huge like reward basically. And you're like, awesome! I can make they, them happier on game day. Like perfect. I'll take that.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's the little things that you can do that where you can kind of pat yourself on the back and you're creating like a better quality of life for the the player or the coach. And you're like, I just rigged something up out of literally nothing. (laughs) And while the coach is happy, he's not going to come over and be like, hey, good job, Shannon. Good job, Scott. But I'm (laughs) like, F yeah. I just (laughs) rocked this job and killed it and here I am. Nobody else is gonna notice this, but you know what? I just kicked ass with this.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You're like pout in the back to myself.
0: Yeah. You get you're just standing there owning it while like team doctors are off on the <laughs> sideline looking, what the heck is she doing? Fans maybe taking notice and you're just like, Yeah, we this <laughs> dude, look away. You don't oh, you, yeah.
1: fans are looking at you like, what are you doing? You're like, Don't worry about it. All right, we got this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's us with the dryers at North Dakota State putting footballs in the dryers. uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, people walking (laughs) by. What are
0: y'all doing? Just we're good. Just keep going. Don't mind
2: us.
1: Yeah, we're just game prepping. All right, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) Oh man, I feel like every day, no matter what it is, like whatever you're doing, like you do something every day that's like other duties.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're definitely doing something else that's other duties assigned. And it it is hard to go into work expecting only to do the certain things that you have on the table for like what you know you have to get done. Cause it's inevitable that there's a million other things that come up and you're like, Well, you know, I I planned on only taking care of this today. But then just something random pops up and you're like, all right, well, let's tackle that, too, because here we go. This is this is the job. This is what we're here to do. So,
2: oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you can't get that anywhere else. I don't think like any other normal job. Like there's no shot. There's no shot.
1: Not at all. Well, let's you know, I don't have any other questions. Scott, do you have any other do you have any other questions? for, for yeah, Shannon
0: asking um, we've done this with a couple of our uh, full-time people we've talked to are or, or people who have quote-unquote made it um, but I would just say my we've last all made it brother Yes, sir. <laughs> or we're continuing to make it right now with <laughs> these weird times we're just trying to make it every day uh, now, what what advice would you have maybe to someone who wants to be a student manager or is a student manager that's really trying to to get into equipment someone young in the profession through reaching out to students, I think we've got a healthy um, student manager audience. So what kind of advice would you have for someone in, in getting into the profession?
2: I mean, oh my gosh. So obviously, like, so for me, I never, I didn't play sports, but I was always involved with sports. So say if you're not the most athletic or whatever the case is, but you still want to be involved, I feel like equipment is such a good way to get in. Because you're doing basically, like, you're managing the team. Like, you run everything. You run practice. You do this. You do that. Um, Granted, like, especially during fall camp, some of the days are so long. You're exhausted. You may be behind on school, whatever the case is. But it's so rewarding. And I feel like, like, even I've been in the profession. This would have been my eighth season. And, like, people don't even know about equipment, but I feel like now more and more people are being becoming more aware of it compared to, like, five years ago even. So, like, I would say, granted, like, the times might be tough, especially now, especially if you're an incoming freshman or sophomore, whatever the case is. But it's never too late to, like, do it. If you're in your senior year and you want to get involved somehow, I feel like doing equipment is one of the best ways. Um, it gives you, like, even if your end goal is not to work with athletics, having – an equipment experience on your resume. Oh my gosh. Like huge. It's huge for your resume. Like, even if it's like, you're going to become, I don't know, like a teacher. Like we've had a lot of people that I've worked with. A lot of my students have been gone, have gone to go off and be teachers. So it just gives them more of that aspect and like realm of things just to help promote them and sell themselves, whatever their future career is. But definitely like always reach out, like. Everybody's always looking for help. Everybody is like the more help the better like it helps everybody out just to have extra hands, run practice, do laundry, help build game helmets, whatever it is. even if it's like you're reaching out for to a big school like for example say like Alabama like you're like, dude, like there's no way they're gonna reach out to me like they're not gonna get back to me like do it like you'd actually be surprised at how many people would like take that extra help and reach out. get back to you and work around your schedule and you feel like some of the people that i work with are going to be like my lifelong friends just like with you two like you guys are your best friends forever basically
1: Uh, he (laughs) is he is my best bestest
2: bestie easy (laughs) but yeah definitely like even if it seems too big like don't be afraid to reach out like everybody is always looking for help
0: absolutely and it's it's funny uh the amount of kids we've talked to on here and full-time people um too who are sharing their story of how they got into it and nine times out of ten it's just like i randomly reached out to someone and i mean even for you it's it's while well, i was talking to my coach wanted to be involved knew i couldn't be a water person and they just put you in contact it was the same for me I mean, my high school coach put me in contact with the equipment guy and that was that was kind of it so it's don't be afraid to put yourself out there that's what we always say but that's 100% what it is one of my favorite stories i'm going to steal it from them. Um, He's too busy to be on the podcast right now. Anyway, Adam Brooks at uh, Virginia Tech was my boss at Georgia Southern. He just had twins. So shout out to uh, him and Jade, um, his wife. Great time to have twins. Uh, but they uh, his he got into it because uh, his wife actually went to a like student employee fair or something the weekend before they were supposed to show up for college, and he wasn't there. And she saw the flyer from the equipment staff. They had a booth over there. And so she just grabbed it, took it home, and said, hey, you should do this. I think this would be great. So she got him into equipment. Now, whether or not she regrets getting him into equipment now <laughs> with all the hours that he has to work, and he's about to have to have some games while she's taking care of the twins, who knows. But that's uh, he got into it because his wife was just, here, You should, you should do this. So the stories that people get into it is always random, but they're always kind of serendipitous, and it's usually just, do you need help? Because his equipment the answer is usually yes
2: oh yeah absolutely absolutely and it's just rewarding too like you get to travel for free like you get to go, go to these cool places like if you're one of the mm-hmm. ones that get to travel like like for example arkansas this year Like i was supposed to go to arkansas i would i'll never go to arkansas for like a vacation so like mm-hmm. going to those cool places like that it's so cool especially if you love to travel too and like Getting all the experience at these cool places, trying different foods out, different restaurants—it's awesome. It's so much fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, you get to see the United States. I mean, there are, I think, three states left in in the United States of America that I have yet to beat, like visit
0: Dang. from from
1: this. And one What's of that? them's one of them's Alaska. Where are the other two? Wyoming, and the the most ridiculous one is actually—I've never been to Colorado. Hmm. And my, the best man at my wedding lives in Colorado Springs.
2: <laughs> Colorado Springs, Springs is beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean, his, his wife is she's a, she's a basketball coach at, at Air Force. And,
2: oh, um, nice. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I obviously there's an there's an open invitation there. It's just right now uh, makes it especially difficult for any type of travel. But we will be heading out there. Me and me and the wife will be heading out there to see them eventually it's just yeah uh, you know i'll be able to check that state off but there are literally three states left in the entire united states that i haven't been to and 90 percent of that has been because of working in college athletics i mean uh getting to to truly travel the world and i drove all the way across the country to get to to work out at reno too so uh it you get to do things that you know and and see things and experience things that you Otherwise, wouldn't be able to if you if you didn't do what uh, what we do. So, uh, it's it's pretty pretty dang awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Like my friends always get so jealous when I tell them that I get to go Hawaii, go to Hawaii every other year for free. They're like, "What? I mean, like, yeah, that's pretty cool." Do I they hook it. you?
1: Do they hook you up with pineapples and and Karamax?
2: Oh, you yeah. get out there Oh yeah. Every even when Hawaii comes here, Al always takes care takes care of us with the little macadamia nuts and the pineapples. Oh. So
1: so for those who don't know, Al is the equipment manager at uh Hawaii. He's been there forever. Like I I mean, he's he's a legend when it comes to Hawaii equipment, you know, at this point, but he um he's one of the best dudes in the world and even like when their baseball team comes to play us it's usually whenever they're on like a long trip just because they'll come to the mainland it's not just they come out for one series they come out for multiple series at a time because it's just makes more sense money-wise for them and it's just difficult c- travel for for hawaii in general so mm-hmm. they'll come and ask us to help with laundry and stuff and their their payment for laundry i always tell them is like well, you know you we're not taking any money, but you guys better bring us some pineapple and, and some macadamia nuts and some caramelx, and I'll be a happy man. That's all I need. <laughs> it was so yeah. much. It was so much fun, Scott. You, you missed out on on some Hawaii stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I uh, had a chance at that same internship that Patrick did, but um, I interviewed for it in the spring, but I didn't graduate till May, and they wanted someone that could kind of start in February. And then by the time, I don't know what happened with whoever they hired, I'm not sure, but they called me or interviewed or, uh, sorry, emailed me the night before I was actually moving to Jacksonville. So I was like, "Eh, no, thanks but no thanks. But it was, it was, uh, something that I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll do what Pat did, but yeah, I would have got to go to Hawaii, but we did have some, I was at Montana State, um, and we did have some, some Hawaiian kids there. So anytime their parents would come visit, they'd bring us the, uh. The candy, the chocolate covered, like macadamia nuts and like all that stuff. It was delicious, but yeah, so I got a little bit.
1: Yeah, Caramacs are chocolate covered macadamia nuts, obviously, filled with caramel, and they were so damn good. They were so good. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, But (laughs) let me just let's go ahead and and at least open it up. If there's anything maybe you want to ask us or just anything we've experienced, or if you and I just want to reminisce a little bit about some of our, um, times in Nevada and some of the people we've overlapped with I know that before we started recording um we had talked a little bit about the fact that you had worked with you know some of the the student managers that were there that ended up kind of getting hired by us uh or I say us me and Ryan um whenever whenever I was still there so we you and I know a lot of the same people but if you have any questions about that stuff or just questions for for me or Scott in general um just you can go ahead and ask those now and hopefully we have some good answers and we don't sound like idiots. is.
2: Let's see. let's do where has been your guys' favorite place to go for a game? Like whether it be caller station in Texas or A M or wherever. Like what's your mo? like your go-to that you always always like think about?
1: Scott, Scott, you, you can go first on that one if you if you got something.
0: Yeah, the the two that I, um, I think about the most from the professional was uh, going to Wembley Stadium in London with the Jags. That was just a different experience. Hearing more cheers for the kickoff and the field goals and extra points than anything else was just hilarious. But um, they knew what they were doing. For the
1: brand, bro. For the brand.
0: For the brand. But they know what they're doing at this point. Like surprisingly, uh, people in in London, especially that that go to all these NFL games every year, they they keep up with it. They know the rules. They just they're mocking themselves. But there in um, Buffalo, the Bills. I mean, that's a different. W- driving in on the bus to set up that morning, and they're already jumping on tables and stuff in the parking lot, and it's like six <laughs> thirty in the morning. <laughs> Insane. And it was a snow game, like when I was there. So it was. I got the full experience. So that was great. From college, I mean, you got to go to the big games, right? You said College Station—that's your—that's your money game. Like, I was at Georgia Southern when we beat Florida, um, so that was exciting. Going to SEC stadiums like Alabama and, and UGA and stuff was was an experience. But um, yeah, probably probably the Florida game or maybe um, the North Dakota State games are always good too. That's just a unique place. Pat's Pat's grimacing. I'm with you, Pat. I hate that place. I hate them. <laughs> There's it's an experience that, you know, it gets talked about, but it's also, I think it's part of the novelty is that it's, it's in Fargo. Like it's just so, mm-hmm. there's nothing else. It's just so random. And, and the on top. Teams, I mean, like
1: it is a tight stadium. There's like 18,000 people there and they are legitimately on top of you. So it is beyond loud. Like it is, it is very, I mean, it was, it was louder at Fargo than it was when I was at Michigan. We'll just put yeah. it that way.
0: I mean, the, an NFL punter could probably hit the roof. And then the, we—I don't know if this might not have been. No, this was the Astroturf year we had this problem. So it wasn't when you were there, 2011. They had Astroturf still, and it was like carpet. But they, their fans are so close in the front row, they can actually take the headsets off of your like players sitting on the bench. So we had to like stand there and like point to security, like, "Hey," because they were actually taking it off of our offensive linemen. So that's how close those people are. There, it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's not. I'm not going to say that place is as loud um, as. As, like, uh, you know, University of Alabama or something naturally, because it's not. It's only 18,000 people. It, it's completely artificial the way it's low ceiling and they're right on top of you and it's a dome. But mm-hmm. it, it was an experience. I'm glad I got to say I went there. But yeah, I mean, Fargo's a cool town, but yeah, outside of the downtown area and the football stadium, what there else? Is
1: nothing. There? There's nothing. There's <laughs> literally nothing. You're driving through nothing to get there, there's nothing there. It is a nothing town. <laughs> and the fact that they're good at football there is a joke. They need to move up if they're going to continue to dominate. <laughs> the only good teams that were left in that division left and moved up, but they want to go ahead and continue to dominate. And I don't. The way I say that is, I'm also throwing up air quotes. I'm sorry, North Dakota State, but you're also winning a, a, a subdivision that there's one other team that really competes with you on a regular basis. So move up and stop. <laughs> Okay. If App, um, if, if App so and Georgia, if, if App and Georgia Southern would have stayed around, they wouldn't have the run that they've had.
0: Well, App liked to choke in the playoffs before they moved up anyway, so we will go there. You mean uh, like when they won back-to-back-to-back national championships? I'm talking about before they moved up. like Back-to-back-to-back-to-back
1: right? national championships? Six years before <laughs> they moved up? Yeah. Back-to-back-to-back national championships?
0: <laughs> cool. Had one of
1: the greatest quarterbacks in the history of FCS football. Got through for 10,000 yards and ran for four in his career. But yeah. He was just okay. You know who else? You know who else did that in his career? Oh, Colin Kaepernick.
0: Mm-hmm. What up? Anyway, so I'm guessing Pat that North Dakota State does not make your list of cool places. Where where where's your list?
1: No. So my one of my my favorite all-time places, and this was mainly because it was one of the first jobs I ever worked as a head well i say head i mean basically we were there was two guys running the equipment department at that point but um we got we got thrown to the fire but when we went out to oregon oregon their stadium is legitimately built to funnel sound down to the field it's just they were good at that point they it was just so cool i mean for going from working at, at app state where I had played in the the, you know I played I had worked for in a game that was the biggest upset in college football history. So like Michigan's number two, but Oregon for me was number one. Oregon was so cool. Like the fans were amazing. the The staff for Oregon was one of the nicest staff. Like we got like a full tour of all their facilities. Kenny was just such a cool dude. Um, It just that that game has always stuck with me and. I, I you know i I wouldn't trade that for for probably any of the other games that worked. I haven't really gone to many gone and in, in, in worked in many big games I mean we went you know when I was at Richmond, we went and beat UVA but that was like beating William and Mary at that point because what UVA sucked so like it wasn't that big of a deal for for me um but yeah and then like it, it was cool for a year at, at Cincinnati we were renovating part of our stadium so every single game we played was at Paul Brown so we were playing where the browns played or the Browns, cool. the Bengals, Bengals, Bengals played, but it's, <laughs> yeah. So we got to play there, but yeah, Oregon, Oregon's probably one of my favorite stadiums I've ever been to. It was just, it was a, it was a cool environment and uh, it was, it was so loud. I mean, there that like, that stadium is very, very loud. And when you look at it, it you don't expect it to be. So. Yeah.
2: We played Oregon last season. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But it's so loud. Like I was standing next to one of my students And I'm, like, screaming in her ear. It's crazy loud. It's so cool.
1: Kind of takes you by surprise, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I was not expecting that at all. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be loud, but not that loud. It was insane. It was insane.
1: Especially, I mean, when they're good, too. I mean, it makes obviously, it makes a difference whenever the team's good and you're getting more people in the stands and there's a lot more hype to the season. And, like, Oregon was, you know, they were you know, there was a chance they were going to make it to the playoff with, mm-hmm. with, 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 that season. So yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's intense there. And the fact that they do, you know, 75 different uniform combinations in a single year, and that's not even possible. Like they, you know, they haven't won the same uniform in, in 14 years. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So
2: it's uh, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That place. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Just the scenery, the stadium, their facilities. It's, it's surreal. It's so cool.
1: loved it yeah i mean driving up to the stadium too like once you get in oregon and all that and you're just like like, you're just kind of looking around just really soaking it all in enjoying the fact that you're up there in eugene and there's all this craziness around you so oh uh, oh,
2: yeah absolutely
1: it's awesome what do you you have do you have any other any other questions for us maybe Uh, uh, some some trig questions for for scott
2: I i can't think of any anything really off the top of my head that's, that's, um, fine.
1: that's fine. We don't mean to put you on the spot.
2: <laughs> I always, I always love hearing about like other people's experiences, like when they go and travel and stuff. So that was like the one that really stuck to me that I was like, I have to ask, but cause I love like, it's so cool. Just doing that as your career, like the, the coolest thing.
0: It's yeah, so- and that's ninety percent of what convention is—is is us just getting together and talking about. Oh, we'll listen to what they did when we came up to them this year, and like just talking about trade and shop stories and stuff like that. And um, I hope we can have a convention next year. Maybe we can connect out there. But yeah. perhaps- we're both going,
1: by the way. Yeah, we're. Yeah. we're I'm going to be there, and I don't even have any reason to be there other than the fact <laughs> that we're going to bring the podcast down and we're going to try and do some live, some live episodes cool. down there
2: yeah fingers crossed hopefully there is one this year
0: yeah so hopefully we get to interact with all the people we've been meeting on here and and pat could see some old friends too but yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely keep in touch and and try to try to reconnect there and we want to do some fun podcast stuff but obviously we've got some time to plan it i'm just hoping we get to we get to have um a convention but no you're right it's fun talking to equipment managers about this stuff we're loving doing the show and just having people like you on just so we can kind of talk shop and, and get it out there and hopefully as as people are preparing for games or not you know they might not they might not have games prepared for but hopefully when the episodes drop on monday it's giving people something to do while they while they fold clothes and not at nevada not folding towels at nevada but maybe while <laughs> everyone else is folding towels and putting them away on shelves uh it's something to listen to. we've really enjoyed it that's
2: the one luxury we have at nevada is not folding towels
0: that's a great luxury i'm telling you that is <laughs>
1: you won't realize until you go somewhere else, how spoiled you've been to not have to worry about folding towels. It is seriously like I, I had thought about reaching out to companies and like calling the company out in Reno, like, Hey, do you guys have any subsidiaries anywhere else that I can, that I can get in touch with? Cause uh, now it's a service. Obviously you got to pay for and, and all that, but it, it saves headaches. And even like visiting team towels, you're just grabbing, Hey, just grab, Five bundles of towels and throw them in a bin and take them over to the visiting team locker room and you're good to go. And that's like, that's mm-hmm. it. You don't have to worry about a single thing after that. It's just, it's phenomenal. It just made life so much easier.
2: Oh yeah. It's so convenient, especially just since we have a thousand other things to worry about, like not having to worry about that. It just is so convenient. Yeah.
1: It's just I love one, it. one thing off your shoulders. But.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Thankfully, at least. Hopefully it stays that way for like ever too.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't change it. I mean, I know. <laughs> you're, you're in charge of football now for, you know, for, for now till whenever you decide to leave or if you ever decide to leave. So don't, don't change that,
2: please. Oh no, I'll keep it that way as long as <laughs> <if> I can.
1: <laughs> but if you don't have anything else, we, um, we can definitely wrap this up. We've kept you long enough. I know, um, it's, you know, the night is still young there and you, you, you do have to work tomorrow, but you right. know, it's, it's all of probably seven o'clock for you right now. So, uh, go get yourself some dinner, open a beer, have a, have a few beverages yourself and, uh, enjoy the night. And thank you so much for joining us. We, we really, you know, had so much fun today, you know, sitting down talking to you and for me being able to, to connect with somebody who, you know, knows a lot of people that, that I got to work with and got to know. So, uh, like I said, truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. It was, it was a lot of fun. And for those of you out there listening, uh, Shannon hooked me up. She did end up sending me uh, a number 11 Nevada jersey. So she did help complete my collection. Now all I really need, and I have one, but I would like it just a normal rate, a, a normal just game jersey. But I just a Georgia Southern. But I'm not going to complain about it because <laughs> she did help complete the collection. And now all I have to do is spend a few thousand dollars to get all these things framed <laughs> so that I can get them put up around the house. Maybe
0: hey, maybe help. <laughs> we'll reach out to Stadium Framer Maverick or somebody and be like, "Who wants to sponsor the podcast and just just do Pat's jerseys for him because he's got a big bill otherwise." Yeah, it's it's going
1: to be pricey. I know it'll be worth it. Oh, it's gonna be great! I mean, once I get it all done, it's gonna be amazing. And there's gonna be, you know, the the Instagram that we put posted one picture on ever. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna post our second ever picture of taking a picture of what what Shannon sent. So mm-hmm. um, be on the lookout for that. I know you guys are very excited to hear about that. Uh, but otherwise, um, we're gonna we're gonna let you get back to your day. And like I said, thank you so much for joining us. We had we had so much fun.
2: Thank you. I was super excited. It was really, really fun. So, if you ever need me, or if you need any my need any of my students to come talk, just shoot me a text or whatever, and I'd be more than happy to.
0: Absolutely,
1: we'll definitely do that. So, stay in touch with us. Kay. Like I said earlier, if you do have questions about you know things when stuff it when and if stuff ever starts getting crazy uh, again, don't ever hesitate to reach out. We want to be there to, to help you out. And um, you know, like I said too we're gonna definitely try and keep in touch with everybody we talked to just to hear how you how things are going for you and hopefully when um when football starts back up for you in, in a year or 12 um we'll get you <laughs> back on to, to see how your first season went
2: yeah that'd be awesome thank you guys i had a lot of fun tonight it was really
1: cool cool thanks so much we'll uh we'll talk to you soon and guys if you have any questions for us or any comments ODAA podcast at gmail.com and we also have our Twitter at at ODAA Reach out to us.
0: There you go.